Hello, everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. And you're going to hear a lot of background noise in this episode because I am at an airport, but not just any airport. I'm at a private airport out here in Sydney because I just went for a flight with my longtime friend, Amir Zoghi, who is also the expert on Coach's Corner this weekend. And I'll tell you more about that in a second. But first, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor for this episode, a new sponsor of ours, which is Songfinch. And I think you're really going to love this. Songfinch is a personalized gifting company that brings stories, feelings, and memories to life through one-of-a-kind songs. With the option to have a song created from scratch or to personalize an existing song foundation, their community of professional songwriters will handcraft the most personal gift you can give. Like I said, there are two ways to create a personalized song. You can build from an existing foundation, you know, browse and select the perfect music that speaks to your heart, share stories and help shape the song's lyrics and your selected vocalist writes and records two new personalized verses to make the song yours, or you can totally build it from scratch. Share your stories to help shape the song's lyrics, select your song's mood, genre, vocalist type to shape the sound, and they'll also select the perfect songwriter to record your one-of-a-kind song for scratch. Personalized songs start at $99, which is a steal for a personalized song, come on, and are delivered within seven days. Some talented people. There's a songwriting community of 300 plus professional musicians, and it's growing every week. Your song lives on a personal URL called Your Story Homepage, where you can listen and download the song, read the lyrics, learn about your songwriter, and share your song. The promo code I'm about to give you is actually just good on the personalized song from scratch only option, but that's where I'd want to start. I'd want to totally build it from scratch. So use the promo code over it for 10% off your personalized song from scratch, which is so amazing. Just go to songfinch.com, S-O-N-G-F-I-N-C-H, and enter the code over it for 10% off your personalized song from scratch. All right, so back to why I'm here at this airport. Well, like I said, my friend Amir is a pilot and he actually now owns an aviation company. And this was my third flight up with him. So he started flying about five years ago. And I think about six months into him getting his pilot license, he's asked me to go up in the air with him. And we go up in the air in this Red Baron plane and we do aerobatics, which is basically like loops and upside down in a plane where you pull a lot of Gs. Like I think we pulled six Gs on that flight. And we landed and he said to me, you know, Christine, in his Australian accent, you're the first person I've taken up on an aerobatic flight. And I said, I'm really glad you told me that after we landed. And then I went up with him last time I was here in an open air plane, like there was no roof over our head, which was amazing. And we did this tour of the harbor. And today he took me up in this super sexy plane and it's like super fast. And we started, we went upside down and held there for a while. And then we started to do some turns and we got up to about three G's. And for some reason today, today was not a day I felt like pushing through my fear. I was really listening to my body and my body was like, Ooh, I don't think I can do six G's today. I don't think so. Maybe it was fear. Maybe it was my body, but it was just that, that feeling of, you know, I'm okay where I am. And I've learned to, to listen to that feeling, which brings me right into this conversation with Amir. We talk a lot about following a feeling and how do you know what your feeling really, really is? And how do you separate intuition from the mind? A little bit more about Amir. I met him because he, for years, has been an international speaker, author, teacher, and entrepreneur, really talking about the subject of intuition and freedom and becoming who you truly are. 
He started out as a speaker promoter. He was the man behind the scenes. He would promote big events like Tony Robbins and people like that. And he never thought of himself as a speaker until his brother said to him, Amir, you should speak. And in that moment, he felt it to be true, even though he had never thought about it, even though he never saw himself as that. And so what he did is he rented a boardroom from a friend invited about 10 people, started at 9am, didn't prepare anything and just allowed it to flow through him. And that's how Amir lives. He lives in the flow. He lives in freedom. And I know a lot of you are going, how, 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 how does he do that? Well, we talk about that in this interview. I really encourage you to listen to this more than once. There's parts of our discussion where your mind is going to go, what? Uh, I don't understand. Some part of you, if you resonate with it, will feel true. Go back, listen again, let it sink in. You know, Amir is one of the many reasons I adore him so much is because he is just amazing at reminding us of who we truly are. Hi, Amir. Hey, Christine, how are you? Well, you just took me up for a flight, so I got a little adrenaline pumping. I did. I showed you life upside down. You showed me life upside down. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's better. That is a scary feeling though. Mm. Like just hanging there upside down in midair. Yeah. And you just see the cows on, you know, <laughs> above you. Like usually cows are beneath you, but they were above you. It was crazy. It, I know you're used to it, but it's still, it's, it's a, I'm proud of myself. for it's doing great. it. Yeah, you come up with me three times. I know. You're, you're, you're a crazy girl. I'm a crazy girl. Like we should cray, tell cray. Cray, we should tell everybody where we are. So we are at uh, Bankstown Airport in Sydney. This is my uh, aviation company. Uh, we do flight training as well as aerobatic stunt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is what we just did. Mm-hmm. Kind of half. Three Gs. <laughs> <laughs> she did three Gs. We could have done up to eight. <laughs> Better than one. Somewhere yeah. between zero and eight. Yeah. You get there. But this wasn't always your, I mean, you did, being a pilot isn't your full-time thing. No, it's not. My background is um, I've been speaking and coaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's where I met you. I met you in LA when I would come to LA once a month. Uh, So, yeah, I was spending a lot of time between the US and Australia. I had an apartment in LA, so half the month I was in LA and half the month in in Sydney. But that's, yeah, predominantly that's my background. I was a a promoter and then I became a speaker and coach. Uh, I've been doing that for over 15 years and – Somewhere along the lines, I decided to pick up something that I did as a child. Mm. Um, when I was 16, I flew an aircraft solo, um, but I never I never finished it off. And yeah. I was like, I've got some unfinished business. So I kind of cut all the speaking down and um, I didn't completely stop, but I cut it all down. Mm-hmm. I, was, I stopped the traveling and, and I went into aviation and finished off my pilot license, got my private pilot license and got my commercial and then... And I just started buying planes and buying aviation companies. And today I do both. You know, I've got a company that uh, I'm coaching and speaking and, you know, training up and coming facilitators, et cetera. And then I do this. And people always ask me, which one yeah. do I enjoy more? I say, well, speaking, coaching is who I am. Yeah. It's like, can't take that away from me or out of me. It's who I am. I'm speaking about who I am. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the passion uh, the aviation, sorry, is yeah, the passion. It's passion. Well, and I remember those of us that knew you from the personal growth, personal development world, whatever you want to call it, when you kind of stepped away from it because mm. it it wasn't like it wasn't going well. And so you're like, mm. let's try this aviation thing. It was going amazing. I mean, you were killing it in That's so right. many ways. And you let 
pretty much all of a go to follow this passion. And not many people would do that because they'd be scared they couldn't get it back or they'd be scared they, you know, what would people think? Why are you different from most other people? Well, for me, you know, my speaking has always been about, you know, living what I speak about. Mm -hmm. It's about walking the talk. If if I couldn't live this stuff, I wouldn't be interested in speaking about it. So along the way when I felt like I had some unfinished business and wanted to get into into finishing up my flying, um, you're right, everything was going well. Mm -hmm. Usually it's pretty easy to follow your intuition or the Mm -hmm. gut feel when when you're kind of creating something or heading towards, you know, the light or heading mm-hmm. towards possibilities exactly. and heading towards success. But when you've already got the success and then the feeling says, uh, you don't want to do this anymore. And that's the feeling I got. And mm-hmm. the truth is people think, well, I left speaking because I went to pick up aviation. No, I left speaking because I felt like I'm not going to do it anymore. Wow. Yeah. I was on stage in, in LA and I, one day, and live as I felt it, I told the audience, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. And everyone thought I was joking, but that was the last time after I got off stage, I decided that I'm not going to speak anymore. Now, that's the thing. It's you following the feeling whether it's leading you to success or not. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not that it's not leading me to success, but the thought does come when you say, well, I don't want to speak anymore. I mean, this speaking and this career and the business I have is giving me this five-star you know, first class mm-hmm. lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and I'm more importantly than that, I'm doing what I love. Yeah. It doesn't even feel like work. Yeah. And, uh, but that's the thing I realized. I realized that, you know, yes, when you do what you love to do, it doesn't feel like you're working. You, that's what life is about. It's about doing what you love to do. But then I realized, but do I need to do what mm-hmm. I love to do? Mm-hmm. Because what would happen if I stopped? Because that's, the feeling, the, the feeling, feeling said, yeah. "Hey, you don't want to do this anymore," and, mm-hmm. and I, I agreed with it. It's not like I was like, "Go away, Go, I don't <laughs> want to feel that." It's not like, you know, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to feel it, but that's what I felt. And and for me, it was only once I decided that I'm going to stop speaking, and I came back to Australia and addressed my whole company and my whole team, and said, "Guys, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to wrap it up." And um, it's only after I decided to do that that the next thing, like I never even would have thought. It was flying. Wow. I mean, you think to yourself, well, you were flying when you were a kid. You would have thought it was flying. But I w- it wasn't on my radar. It was only one day when I'm s- sitting there one day of re- speaking to a friend and I'm saying, do you want to catch up? She, she said, I can't. I'm going flying. And I said, oh, where are you flying to? She goes, no, I've got a flying lesson. Oh. And right there I was like, oh, boom, yeah. I'm coming with you. Oh. And I went and I started flying. Wow. Okay. You know? So, Okay. I'm going to come, everybody listening, I'm going to bookmark the whole following the feeling because I know so many of my listeners want to get more into that, but they're very Mm -hmm. stuck in their head and they try to figure things out a lot. I get a lot of callers on the show. I'm just trying to figure out, I'm just trying to figure out, Yeah, you know, and we know that's not how the best answers come, but staying with this story, because I love this. You didn't know aviation was coming, but now with hindsight, what has it done for you and why was this absolutely necessary? Um, I don't know why it was absolutely necessary, but you know, like I, I mean, I, I love flying. Yeah. I mean, even when I was flying to LA all the time, I, if so, one of my cliff staff was sitting next to me, I'm telling them which runway we're taking off and <laughs> the flaps are now extending and like, and they were just like, shut up about it, you know? <laughs> um, so I've always loved it. So, I mean, being able to, uh, I, I tell you what the biggest thing it's done, you know, I think we're speaking about this on the drive mm-hmm. on, the, on the way here. 
And the biggest thing is like when I when I would speak on stage, everyone always used to say to me, Well, it's easy for you to live this because you've got such positive people around you. Mm-hmm. This is the same mindset, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh and I just go, Yeah, but I have that because of who I am mm-hmm. as and who I'm showing as a, mm-hmm. it's who I'm showing as it's a person I'm showing up as, I would say. And uh, so one day when I decided to go into aviation, you know, yeah, I just didn't want to plan too much. I didn't want to even have any goals. I yeah. just wanted to go because that's what I wanted to do. So people say to me, are you getting a commercial license? Are you going to the airlines? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just flying. Mm. So once I got my private pilot license, I decided that I want to get more deeper into it. And the reason I wanted to get more deeper into it is because I feel when you go deeper into something, mm-hmm. you can find the love mm-hmm. at a deeper level mm-hmm. for the very thing that you go deep, whether that's a relationship or yep. the thing that you love. So um, the biggest thing I got, I got an opportunity that presented itself for me to actually buy into an aviation company. And when I when I came into this aviation, and this is, this is actually where we are today. Yep. Yep. This is where I did my aerobatics training. Um, but it's not the same mindset kind of people, you yeah. know. I mean, I it's just, you know, like, um, when I first came here, I had, to, I had, you know, people that I had to, you know, like, hurdles, you know, mm-hmm. they had people that were very negative towards me mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, um, there was kind of, they had the attitude of, you know, it, he either, it's either him or me kind mm-hmm. of thing, you mm-hmm. know, attitude. So, um, yeah, I think one of the biggest things I got was, I was like, wow, well, I can now go into this passion that I have for aviation, but more importantly, I can go into into the passion of business because I love business mm-hmm. and building people and and uh, and and I remember when people went yeah it's easy for you because you've got all these people who get this and mm-hmm. I'm like well now I'm going yeah, to a business yeah. that no one even knows what I do <laughs> I mean they do but they don't understand it they, well, yeah. they, they didn't even, no one's even heard it yeah yeah no one here has ever listened to my content right. or my coaching or my training right or anyone and, else's probably but, yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't or maybe they have but not mine anyway yeah. like it's it's they they haven't heard so so i was like great i have an opportunity right now to go and walk my talk yeah because yeah, i used to say well the reason i have this is because of who i am so i need to show up into this organization which was i was like i was like a kindergarten kid compared mm. to some of the guys that I that I was working with here, you know, these guys have been doing it for twenty years, and they're very advanced pilot, and I'm learning still, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. So I was this kid to them, yeah. But at the same time, you know, when it comes to business and leadership, I'm not a kid there, yeah. you know. And um, so yeah, I got to put into practice, you know, where people went, oh, it's easy for you because it's all negative. Well, now I went to into an arena where right. I did have. A few negative people. Yeah, it yeah. was negativity dominated. Right, this right, industry. Right, you know, and and I was like, cool. Let me go let into me the go negativity <laughs> and hold my space and watch things change. change. So, and you guys can hear the planes in the background. I love that. It's very authentic. Um, a lot of people are probably working with people who they would call negative. Mm-hmm. Maybe have people in their family that they would call negative. Yeah. What advice do you have for them? How to deal with that? And can you impact change? Look, the thing is, it, it, it's 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 all about you showing up as who you are, and mm-hmm. and not changing who you are, so you can look or seek for the approval or the acceptance of others. To me, that's what it's about. 
Um, if you have the ability to do that, that's the greatest asset that you have as a as an individual because we're here to be ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? I think the greatest advice that's ever been given is is you know be yourself and do what you love. Yeah. But not many people can do that. And even the the, the the do what you love is one thing, but being yourself. Most people think they're being themselves, but a lot of the things they're doing or saying or having is in order to be accepted or yeah. have the approval of others. That's not being yourself. No. Being yourself is when you're being yourself and you're receiving acceptance or approval from yourself within yourself, not right. from other people. Right. So one of the biggest things I've learned that is is that you either you know so that's the first thing, be yourself, and then. You either accept others for who they are mm-hmm. and the role that they play mm-hmm. um, or you move on. Yeah. You know, it's like I've, I was in a relationship and I remember my mum used to tell me, you know, I used to, used to always complain and, and I would try to change her. Yeah. And, and, and she says, look, if you can't accept that, yeah. she may change. Yeah. But if you can't accept that, the role that she's playing and who she is, then it's, it's not the right person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do do people change? Um, I think I think as you change, I think your reflections change. But it's not it's not that people change. It's it's your response or how you react to them changes. Exactly. And that's the reflection. Most people think, oh, well, they're, they're, what are they mirroring? More of the mirror. Like people come to my my seminars and I'm talking about you know the reflection, yeah. you know, which is yeah. a common understanding in personal development. But most people think themselves, well, you know. It's, oh, well, this person's murdered someone or this person's raped someone. And I was like, well, how's that your reflection, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, and it's not, it's not what that person's done, right, that is your reflection. It's how you feel about it. Exactly. Does it make you feel unsafe? Right. Does it make you feel indifferent? Does it make you feel afraid? Angry, yeah. Angry? Mm-hmm. They're there There's to reflect your anger, mm-hmm. to your, your, reflect your insecurity, whatever it is. Yep. Okay? Yeah. Because, you know, there's things that take place in this world and you've got to see it. It causes people to respond and react differently mm-hmm. according to their reflection. Yeah. Someone else would be going crazy about something that would, that would see, that someone would see as negative, but someone else would be like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So when, when you come in with all this positivity with people, what do you, and they get, they, judge it or get triggered by it or whatever, say, oh, yeah, easy for you to say. What do you think you're reflecting to them? Here's the thing. I don't see myself as coming as positive, positively. Right. You're called that. It's called that. You know, most people go, well, he's positive. Um, but to me, I'm, I'm not coming to me. And this is very, very difficult to put into words. But to me, it's about coming from a neutral Space, uh, non-judgment space. Yeah, non-judgment mm-hmm. space. But now, now the thing is, the 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 neutral space is the positive and negative together. Mm. If you if you if you look at love, love is not positive, right? It's not negative. It's not good. It's not bad. That's why they say there's no good or bad, mm-hmm. right? Love is good and bad, or positive and negative coming together yeah. as one. Yeah, that's what love is. So neutrality, because. When I first use the word neutrality, and I have no other word to use for it, right? People go, well, neutrality sounds boring. No, neutrality is the two energies mm-hmm. that we experience in duality coming together as one. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you feel whole and complete. Yes. You feel empowered. It's not like you feel nothing. And the, 
I always like to use this as a, as a reference point. I, I say to people, who's here ever experienced happiness but for no reason? Mm. And in my audience, everyone puts their hand up and go, yeah, I've had those moments where I was just joyful and happy for no reason. That's a neutral, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. You may then label that as good. Right. Right. But the moment you label as good, as good, it disappears. It disappears, yeah. You may look at why I'm happy and look for reasons for why you're happy, but the moment you do that, it disappears mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that feeling just is, mm. you know, and it's, it's, it's whole and complete. So for me, when I'm dealing with business or dealing with people, it's about coming um, from a neutral space. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily about accepting everyone and being in non-judgment. I know mm-hmm. we, I know we use that word, but it's about, it's about letting nothing affect me. The reason why we, we are accepting and being in the point of non-judgment is so you are neutral yeah. within yourself. You have equanimity within you, yourself. You know it's, yeah. got, it's got nothing to do oh, oh, people think oh, it's about being non-judgmental so yeah. you can be loving towards someone. Yeah. But really that's for yourself. Yeah. Is so you feel at peace. Yeah. And you feel at ease within who you are. Yeah. I hope people are really getting this and I want to break it down a little bit because this is super important what Amir is saying because I know a lot of people listening are in a job or a relationship where you want it to change. You, you, you want it to change. And Amir, and I see a lot of people go into those situations and be like, I'm going to be the positive influence. I'm mm-hmm. going to change things here. And then there's attachment. Yeah. And we were talking about that the other day. You inspired my last podcast about the way, best way to get what you want is not to want it. Yeah. You didn't come in going, I'm going to positively affect everybody here. Yeah. I'm going to create change. You came in neutral. Yeah. And then as you were sharing with me in the car, there has been things that have occurred. Change has occurred, but you didn't have the attachment to I'm going in there to make it better. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come here to fight. Yeah. You see? So I came here to do what I love to do. So when one of the hurdles that I had to face here, which is what you're talking about, is I had a guy here who it was nicknamed the Negatron behind his back. I love that nickname. Negatron because he was the most negative people person that everyone knew. So he was nicknamed Negatron. And he basically said that, you know, he told my, my business partner now uh, that he told him that, look, it, it's either him or me, mm. uh, you know, and he was high up in this organization. So um, I lost, just lost my train of thought because I looked at that nice plane taking off <laughs> and I was like, that's a nice takeoff. Um, so what was the question again? About there, was, there has been, have been changes uh, that occurred. Yes. So, so this, it, w- when that happened, then I was like, okay, well, I, I don't have to be here. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, uh, no, no problem, okay? And I told my, my now business partner, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm happy just yeah. to show up yeah. here. I'm just doing what I love to do. I'll come fly the planes and happy to help you in the business. Yeah. And, but, okay, I won't buy into the business and and. Yeah, there, and that's there goes okay. it, and and that's what I did for about a year until Negatron decided to to you know to try jump the ship. <laughs> he jumped the ship and he was out of there. And then see, the, the change happened. I didn't have to fight it. Right, you right. Know? Sometimes you got to stand up for things. Don't get me wrong. And it, but if if I'm neutral, I just I was like, well, I'm here because I do what I love to do. Yeah. So. so uh, I know this is popping for a lot of people and then there are those that are going, but you don't understand my situation. So what if someone says, all right, well, easy for you to say, this is, you didn't care. This is just a hobby. Like I have to run a company or I have to save my marriage. I have more invested in it. Can the same neutrality apply? Absolutely. Because the thing is, the the things you do is so you can be happy. 
Mm. You know, you run the business so you can be happy. You, you're looking for success. You're looking for the right relationship so you can be happy. When you have neutrality, you're already happy. You've got that experience where you're having happiness for no reason. So you tell me how things change, mm-hmm. how your approach and your perception and your reaction to things change when you don't need to make mm-hmm. change because you're experiencing happiness for no, for no reason. Mm-hmm. Most people are looking to make change because they're looking for happiness. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying to you is that the happiness you're looking for is not in the change. The happiness you're looking for is in who you are mm-hmm. right now before the change happens. Mm-hmm. And if you can find that because that is more difficult mm-hmm. than the other way. If you can find that true happiness in yourself for yourself, you tell me how you're like, that's when people would like, whatever they touch turns into gold because yeah. you're already happy. You already have it. Therefore, exactly. You don't mm-hmm. need it. Mm-hmm. Right. Therefore you, you know, when you need something, I always say there's two types of wants. There's you, the, I want something because I need it. Mm-hmm. Right. The need has reasons. Mm-hmm. Love doesn't have reasons. Mm-hmm. When you want something because you love it, it doesn't have a reason. And you always know when someone's doing what they love or being what they love, being with someone they love, mm-hmm. and and even loving themselves at a deep level. Mm-hmm. Because if you ask you ask any young person who's just found what they love to do, mm-hmm. and you go, "Hey, why do you love that?" and they go, "I don't know. I just love just it." Just do, yeah. What they're saying is, "I don't have any reason." I just do because it just is. Just is. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just saying, like, if you, if you, if you, most people don't know. They think that they need to change something in order for the happiness or the Mm -hmm. sense of fulfillment to be found. And what happens is they they go and create change. Not that they don't. They do, but they get that moment of happiness just momentarily, and then it just dissipates. Yeah. And then they go, oh, okay. Well, that means because I need to make this next change. I need to make that next goal. That, you know, and it's all external. It, it, it mm-hmm. just becomes this ongoing treadmill. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying to people is that that happiness you're looking for is actually here in this moment, yeah. right? And if you could realize that and realize that, and it's very difficult, I understand, because your story overrules or, or is, is more noisy in your head mm-hmm. than finding the present moment. Mm-hmm. It's like, I forget about the present moment. I've got all this shit going on. <laughs> right. Right. I can't, don't have time for the present moment. Yeah. You, you see what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, but if you can quiet in your mind, if you can get yourself here, if you can neutralize some of those emotions, mm-hmm. which is what I do with people, if you can neutralize that, those emotions, you're finding a sense of wholeness and completeness. And you tell me, if you, if you, if you didn't need to make change, how more effective and how, I mean, how more effective would you be to make the change? Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, but the thing is, you don't need to change, right? But then that's when shit happens for you. Yeah, yeah. I was I was listening to some Abraham Hicks this morning, and and they were saying, notice how easily the things that you don't care that much about show up; they just flow into your life. Mm. But the things you really care the most about, you have the hardest time getting yeah. them to come in, even though you're focusing so hard on manifesting them, which is exactly the opposite to do. And that's when a I feel is the biggest misunderstanding out there in the personal development industry because yeah. it's it's good marketing, you know. Just just think about it. You can get anything you want. You yeah. can bring it in, and we're saying no. What like what you already want is already inside of you. Yeah, like it's already there. Okay, so going back to the feeling, can I just add yeah, one thing? yeah, and and that doesn't mean to do nothing though, because it's sometimes you feel the love to do something and to pursue a passion. Yes, that and in doing that, you're finding yourself absolutely, but. The trick is not to be attached to the outcome. The trick is 
you know, not to think about the the result. Yes. It's about the process. Yes. It's that's and that's what it is. Like when I wanted to become a a pilot, one of the reasons, to be honest, completely honest with you, is that one of the reasons I gave up flying. One was money. The other, I thought I was too stupid. Mm. Okay, because I didn't make an, I didn't get any college degree. I didn't go to university. I kind of flunked out of uh, year twelve. Mm. Right, and you kind of had to have some smartness. Mm-hmm. You know, you needed to, you needed to, you need mm-hmm. to be a little bit smart. Right, it's not that I'm not smart. I'm creatively smart. Mm-hmm. I'm not intelligently smart. That's mm-hmm. why I always like to call it. So. I needed to really work hard mm-hmm. in order to get my commercial pilot license. Mm-hmm. The private pilot wasn't too difficult. Commercial pilot, is, is, it was like, and other kids seemed to get it more easier, mm. you know, but for me I had to work hard. So through that, I you know, again, I'd always let go of the outcome. Mm. I know I'm going to become a commercial pilot. I know that's the result we're after, but I stay here. I stay with the process. Mm. And I... I become the person I need to become mm-hmm. in order for me to get my pilot license. Mm-hmm. And who was that person you had to become? Um, to me, I mean, it's 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 like everything that I thought I couldn't do was already there. Yeah, you know, but I thought I couldn't calculate like fast. Mm-hmm. But I just, when I put my mind to it, I was able to do mm-hmm. it. Whereas in school, right, I wasn't able to do it because. You know, I it, it it wasn't important for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't linked to um, something. If 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 I was at a if I, if my high school was a flying high school, I would have done really well. Yeah, because it's associated to the direction I'm going. Yeah, but re- really, I was at school. You know, studying things and learning in a way that the direction of how society is going. Yeah, not and how you were going. Not how I'm going. Yeah. So yeah, when when I when I when that became linked or uh, focused on, you know, I, I need to get my pilot license and this is why I'm understanding mathematics. This is why I'm understanding aerodynamics or physics, right? I was like, oh, this is physics? I'm interested in yeah. physics, yeah. you know, because yeah. I never did physics. Yeah. And they're like, you need to do physics. What's physics, right? Then I'm like learning about aviation and they go, this is physics. I'm like, oh, I'm, oh, actually, I'm actually into that. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, I can it, learn how to. Yeah. to what I love. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, back to the feeling conversation. Yeah. That's one thing I've, since the day I met you, I see you embody this 1000%. Yeah. You live by your intuition and a feeling. And just so you all know, Amir is not this hippy dippy yoga dude guy. No. <laughs> he's like a dude, dude. He's married with a baby, like pilot, like drives yeah. a fast car. Yeah. Like he's not the stereotypical intuitive man. <laughs> no, no. I'm- not at all. But you, so for lack of a better question, yeah. how do you do that? Because I know that's what people's minds are asking. How do I really know my intuition, feel it, and then live by it? Okay. So this might stun some people because a lot of what you think is your intuition, this is the, I, I had a talk which was called Intuitive Warrior at mm-hmm. one point. So yep. I, I was really into intuition. Mm-hmm. So I was really studied intuition and the way i study intuition is i was studying my own intuition mm-hmm. i didn't read a book about it never read any book about intuition it's probably a good way to study about intuition yeah I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's your own yeah so the first thing i realized is what wasn't your intuition mm. okay and this is the thing um intuition <sighs> most of what people think is intuition it 
is not intuition. I'm not saying, and I say most because I just that's what I continuously see. Yeah. Right. It it has it has reasons to do things. Your intuition, which is actually an expression of your love. I said to you before, love has no reasons. Yeah. Right. Intuition has no reason. Mm. It's it, you feel to do something or you feel to stop speaking because. Yes. Right. Now, I know you think to yourself, well, I, I stopped speaking and then I realized I wanted to fly. Yes, but... At the moment, you didn't know that. And, and the intuition doesn't care for yeah, that. Yeah, It just, they get to a point where you realize, I don't want to do this anymore, right? A lot of times when I say most, it's not intuition. It's because it's, it's, it becomes associated with something. Like you see something and people get really stuck into that. They see the number eight, right? And somewhere before they read eight is an infinite number. So then they see eight and then they look for another eight and they, they look for signs, right, for to guide them in the direction they want to go. It doesn't work like that. Mm-mm. It's when you're not looking, yeah. it comes. Yeah. That's why your greatest ideas, well, my greatest ideas was when I was on the toilet or I was in the shower yeah, yeah. or I was just riding my bike for the reason of riding my bike, yeah. right? I'm not trying to clear my head, but my head got cleared yep. and then it became clear yep. what I want to do. Mm. So... When you're looking to use your intuition, that's not that doesn't mm-hmm. work because your ego is the part of you that hijacks this new understanding that you have mm-hmm. in the spiritual reality, right? And goes, oh, intuition sounds powerful. So then it looks to look it looks for mm-hmm. intuition, and and everything that is associated with it has reasons. It's like oh, I. I want to do this because obviously mm-hmm. it's leading me to this. Mm-hmm. I want to do this maybe the moment you say because then that's not, that's that's not you yeah. right it's just intuition and that's the other thing about intuition you don't need to look for it it's already there yeah. and if you stop looking for it yeah you find it yeah it, it's again the same thing about yeah. needing to find your yeah. intuition so um yeah, to, now, I think it's important for you to really be real with yourself about what's not intuition. You know, mm. If you're looking for the signs, yeah, look for the sign, ask for the sign. I always say a lot of the content that I share with people, I didn't read about it. I ask myself a question, but I don't look for the answer mm. because the part of you that asks the question is your head, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I use my head to ask the question. Mm-hmm. But if I look for the answer in my head, I'm just going to get some intellectual answer, right. which is not the truth. Mm. It's, just, it's a version of the truth. The truth is wisdom, mm. okay? And wisdom is something that must come to you, mm. right? And it can only come to you when you have the capacity for it. That means you're moving towards that direction. That means that, you know, like you're willing to live it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and I think also that if you ask the question, you're okay that the answer is not immediate. You're okay in that uncertainty. You're okay in yeah. that in-between. Absolutely. And, and that, that's a key point. That uncertainty, mm-hmm. most people are not okay with mm-hmm. that, right? But that, that experience of uncertainty, you mm-hmm. know, I, I like to live in the unknown, mm-hmm. okay? But I have a lot of certainty in the unknown mm-hmm. where most people are looking for certainty from the known, mm-hmm. right? Because guess what the unknown is? Mm. It's infinity. Yeah, it is. It's infinity yeah. because 
when something's infinite, it means all things are possible. Mm -hmm. If all things are possible, then it's all unknown. Right. Right. All things are possible. Not that means you could succeed, but you could also fail. Right. People think to themselves, all things possible means all the positive things that right, they've right, made out. Right. No, it means you Anything. could fail. Yep. You know, that is a possibility, right? But, you know, and someone who wants to use their infinite capacity or live moment by moment or live in the moment, more importantly, you know, you are experiencing yourself completely in the unknown. Mm -hmm. But there is, you know, there becomes a, 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 a comfort mm -hmm. in the unknown rather than a discomfort. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you become more familiar with being in the unknown than familiar with being like going, being in the known is almost like, Oh, yeah. everything feels tight. Yeah. Where when you first start, you, you're in the unknown and you're thinking, Oh my God, everything's I'm freaking out yeah. because what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, watch yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I remember when I put all my stuff in storage mm. and got on the plane to come here just a couple months ago and the reality of that choice, because it was, I feel like it was a very intuitive choice. Yeah. You know, I asked and what, you know, why am I, what's going on? Yeah. And I just felt you need to do nothing. Yeah. You need to not sign. A, like that, that was the feeling, just this feeling of freedom. Yeah. And when it actually happened and I actually did it and it was like, yeah. <laughs> but now that I've been in it and it, I just see how things just, just show up. Yeah. And, and yeah, there's lots of possibilities and has it all been great? No, but that only if I judge it as good or bad. Yes. Even not great things yeah. have been great. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about intuition and feeling and you're teaching a lot right now about mindset. Yeah. Yep. So your definition of mindset and the way you teach it is very different and refreshing from a lot of what we hear about mindset. Mm. Well, for me, for me, that there is, there is only when when I ask about mind, people put their hand up towards their head and mm -hmm. go, "This is where the mind is," and I say, "No, that's where your brain is." Ah, right. To me, that's not the mind. To me, mind is infinite, right? And there is only one mind. Mm. Okay. Um, I like to relate to it as the ocean. Mm. You know, imagine there's just one ocean, mm. right? I don't know. Is there multiple oceans? I don't know. But that. Imagine mm -hmm. there's this one ocean. It's just, it, it's the closest thing that I can relate to is infinite. Mm -hmm. It's just ocean, right? Your mindset, however, is like a drop of the ocean, mm -hmm. right? And your mindset is, you know, it's not, it's, it, it's still the ocean, but it's now got a parameter, mm -hmm. right? It has a beginning and an end and it has influences, mm -hmm. right? That determine your mindset. And those influences are, people, your past, your future, you know, and when I say people, that's people teaching you things and this mm -hmm. is what the reality is and this is uh, your religion and this is what you should believe and this is society's mm -hmm. thoughts about things and you, these things make up your mindset. So um, for me, I've noticed that, you know, things change when my mindset changes, mm. right? But you can't change your mindset with your current mindset. Mm -hmm. The reason you have the current mindset is because of your current mindset, yeah. right? So I always like to use, again, another analogy. is like your mindset is like the iceberg that mm -hmm. floats in the ocean, mm -hmm. right? The, if, if the ocean is solid, uh, sorry, is, is liquid, the iceberg is, is yeah. solid. So it's a tangibility part of, mm -hmm. your, of your reality. 
But most people try to change the reality by getting in the iceberg and chiseling away, away. Yeah. yeah, chipping away, trying to change the shape of the reality. But if you really know who you are, you realize that who you are is not this iceberg. Rather, you are the ocean mm. that the iceberg floats in. And that's when you change what change happens more effortlessly. The iceberg melts back into the ocean mm -hmm. and reforms to a different shape. Mm -hmm. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, my, I mean, mine, it's a, it's a, it's a huge topic. And, um, you know, most people are looking to change their thinking. And I'm like, well, your thinking is a reflection of your mindset. You mm -hmm. change your mindset, mm -hmm. then your thinking changes, mm -hmm. but you can't change the mindset with the current mindset. Mm -hmm. So then you think, well, how the hell do I get out of this? And that's, I'm like, that's what everyone's problem is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But how you get out of it is you need to deeply connect with yourself mm -hmm. and realize that you are not this drop, mm -hmm. but you are the ocean. Mm -hmm. The drop can't move the ocean. Mm -hmm. It thinks it can. It thinks I can I can make change. I can with it's all my thinking and I'll just visualize it and I'll you know and again that not saying it doesn't like it's there is some impact there, right? But the drop can't move the ocean. Mm -hmm. The ocean moves the, drop. It moves the drop. And it's not like and most people don't like that because they think well if I'm the drop I want to have power. But I'm saying you're not the drop. Mm -mm. You're just pretending to be the drop. Mm -hmm. It's just a game you're playing. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, who, who says that the world is merely a stage and we're just actors on it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Okay. There goes we'll Google my, it. Yeah, we'll Google it later. <laughs> Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. Right? So, and, and you know, this, this, is, this is your stage. You know, yeah. this is, this is this, you know, this body that you're living in. It's, it's, it's who you are for the time being. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not who you really are. And, you know, I know most people are looking for, well, just give me a tool that I can make change. Yeah. But if I can't, like for me, true change happens when you realize who you really are. Yeah. And that's not a very sexy conversation. Most people are like, well, just can you give me the Band-Aid version? Give me the seven steps. <laughs> yeah, give yes, me the seven give me the seven steps. All right. Well, for those who are who are open and willing mm -hmm. and who, are, who are, this is resonating with yeah. and this is feeling like truth to them and their mind's going, how, 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 how. Right, because our our intuition is like, yes, yes, this is truth, this is truth, yeah. and then the mind's like, or the brain, it's like, how, 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 how? Yeah. How can they be? How can they start to step into this as a new way of being? Well, I think I think for those who resonate with what I'm saying, they've already stepped into it. That's why they're receiving this, mm -hmm. or or you know, resonating with it. You know, it's it, what I'm talking to you about sounds familiar because you're already on that path, mm. you know, and someone else, it doesn't sound familiar. And you think, well, this guy's just wacky and it's not for you. That's, uh, you know, it's not, it's not for everyone. So, yeah, I, I, I think, I think they've already started, but what was your question? I'll just, I've just, well, one of the things that you said was to, because I think on some level we know we're the ocean and we forget over conditioning and story and whatever. Mm. So you you were talking about to drop into who you truly are, right? Mm. To really listen within. Yeah. How do how can people do more of that? I I, I think that they need to realize they're already doing it. Mm. Okay. It's already happening. You know, people one of the things I always talk to people is, you know, one of my tools, if you like, or processes is all about being able to place your attention on the truth. And I, and people go, but how do I place my attention on the truth? I'm like, you already are. Mm -hmm. Like, 
you wouldn't be resonating with this. Mm-hmm. Um, truth is the moment when you, you know, you feel the love to do something, right? Mm-hmm. That's truth. Like mm-hmm. the love with no reason. Love you no love reason, someone yeah. for no reason. Like your child. Yeah. It's like there's no reason. Like, you, oh, sure, you might think they're the cutest thing in the world. Yeah. But really, you just love them and you will give your mm-hmm. life for them. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that that's a love, right? And here's the thing. You didn't have to find that. Go, right. I need to find love for my child. I need to. It was already there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what I'm saying to you is, that this living or following your feeling is already there, and and you're doing it more than you think. But what happens is the moment you follow a feeling, your head kicks in and takes over. Yeah. Takes control. It's like when we, you know, when a child is, you know, can first conceived in the mother's womb. It's all happening itself. Mm-hmm. Sure, the mother can be nurturing and all that, mm-hmm. kind of eat the right foods mm-hmm. and all that. But back in the day, they used to smoke and do yeah, all kinds yeah, of things, yeah. right? So, um, but your body knows what to do. It's taking care of it itself. But the moment it comes into this world, as a parent, we could easily go, all right, I'm taking over now. Yeah, you exactly. Know? But things, you need to trust the process. Mm-hmm. So what typically happens is like somebody, I'll give you an example, right? That always helps. Somebody feels the they love to do something and uh, and you know, maybe it's to start a business or, you know, change careers or whatever. And the moment they feel that, right, there is no reason but because they love to, right? And when they feel it, it feels like it's already done. Mm-hmm. People just like when they feel that and the idea lands for you, like, this is done. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Not I'm a, I can't believe I haven't done it. I can't believe no one's doing it. I can't, like you have all these things, like um, it's happening, mm-hmm. right? It's not only happening, it's done, mm-hmm. right? And then what happens is your mind then kicks in and goes, well, how are we going to do how it? How are we going to do it? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's when you lose the feeling. And you know you lost the feeling because a moment later you start thinking to yourself, Oh, really? Do you think I can do this? Yeah. Maybe it's not a good time in, in financial stability of the world. That's a question. Well, maybe what happened in the past? What what ha- what would people think? You're gone. gone yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. And that's what we continue to do. The feeling was there. The, the, the art, and it is an art, is, is simply being able to stay with the feeling, which means staying in the moment, mm-hmm. staying in the unknown. Mm-hmm. All you have is the feeling, mm-hmm. right? But what we try to do is make that known. Mm. Okay, so am I going to do this? Is it possible? Mm-hmm. Well, you just felt it was possible. Right. You just realized you're going to do this. Yes. You just felt it, right? But then you then you want to know how it's going to look like. And, yeah, right? yeah. And, well, you want to know how it's going to look like, mm-hmm. then you bring the steps. But what I do is, like, even when I came back to aviation, right, well, where's this going? Am I going to become an airline pilot? Mm-hmm. I mean, what am I? What am I doing here? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just feel love for flying, so I'm just taking that step, mm-hmm. and that's all. I, and that's all I'm happy with, right? And then the next step happens, and the next happen. And this is why I personally don't like to have goals. Yeah, me neither. Right? Because yeah. be, because then you don't go into the future, exactly. and and you might okay, maybe you have maybe you're an athlete or something, and you might need a goal, right? Mm-hmm. You need to hit this target. Okay, great. Right, but any athlete, true athlete, will know it's when they let go of the goal and come back into the moment and go into the process mm-hmm. that's unfolding mm-hmm. here, right mm-hmm. here now, mm-hmm. that that goal, right, becomes effortless mm-hmm. rather than an effortful mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. because you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So 
people are doing this. It's just the ego comes and hijacks. hijacks yep. It goes bam, bam, puts a gun in your head and goes. And then, and and you know what? You know what? Else? I love when the ego because uh, I, I catch all this stuff. Mm-hmm. The other uh, the other thing I can point out is when things happen. Right, mm-hmm. you follow the feeling, and then it happened. Mm-hmm. Right, and and then your ego goes. Do you see you what see, I did? Yeah. And when I say I, yeah. I mean like I as a mere. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Like I did this. Yeah. Because I, 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 I thought of this idea. Oh bullshit! You didn't think of it. The idea was there. All you did is become aware of the idea that was there, yeah. and then you thought to yourself, "I did this." Right. That's not. That's, that's not. Right. But you, you're. We're slow. Like we're not aware enough to catch that. But if you really go into your awareness, mm-hmm. you'll notice that you like it's like when, when you fall in love with someone, mm. right? You didn't decide to fall in love with them. You right. realized that you loved them, right? So people go, "Well, I I I decided to marry so and so." You had no choice. Mm-hmm. You love them, yeah, right? You didn't go, "I love them because of this, 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 and this," mm-hmm. you know. And if you did, like. You go into the reasons, which is very risky because you can actually lose the love, yeah. the, the real love that was there. You you just realized it was there. So that's that's when the ego. That's another form of hijack. Mm-hmm. You know, the ego comes in and goes, "Look what we did." Yeah. And the moment you say, "Look what we did," and look how great I am, and look, 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 it was my mm-hmm. idea, and 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 you take credit because that's mm-hmm. what the ego always does. It takes credit or gives blame. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. When you hear the voice taking credit or blame giving blame, it's the ego. Mm. And right there you lost the feeling. Well, then how is self-acknowledgement important? Because I feel like acknowledging our courage, like, you know, giving ourselves that I'm proud of you feeling every once in a while is important. Are you saying that that's all ego credit? Um, I think there's a difference between acknowledging what you've just done mm-hmm. versus taking, taking credit. credit for it. It's a good distinction. And it's it's more of an appreciation, like you just feel appreciation, yeah. you know. Um, I was just talking to my staff downstairs at the front desk and, and we, I just realized it's coming up to May 1st and May 1st, I've been here for five years. Wow. And I said to him, you know, I still think of myself, it feels like the first day I'm still here, wow. right? But at the same time, just and I, and I just and I just noticed that wow, I fly these high performance aircraft. Mm-hmm. Like when I first walked in here, I wouldn't even dream that I had the yeah. capacity or the capability of flying these. I would watch all these other pilots flying these high performance aircraft, and I'd be like, "How? Wow, you know, yeah. I'm not flying that." You're right, but I'm not taking. There was no taking credit for that. Mm-hmm. It was a sense of appreciation, just going. Wow. Sometimes I'm still like. Wow, I, I fly that stuff. Yeah. You know, did, yeah. did we just go for a fly yeah. in that extra 330? You know, like that's crazy. That's 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 the thing. It's more of a it's a it's a, a, a you call it acknowledgement. It's and for me it's just an appreciation for for what right. is, not appreciation for what you've done necessarily. Yeah. Like it's not like it's not taking credit. Right. Um right. yeah, so yeah. it's it, if you can bring awareness and notice mm-hmm. without judgment. Just notice these different voice in your head giving credit because the moment the moment you give blame on something, yeah, you're, you're, you 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 and you pick it up. And what do I mean? You pick it up. You pick it up in judgment because you're like, oh, I just mm-hmm. I just blamed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just gave credit. Right. The moment you judge that, right, you're noticing the ego. Yeah. 
But guess who's watch? Guess who's noticing the ego? The ego's noticing the ego. Exactly. <laughs> the ego's noticing the ego. So you, so you laugh at it and you go, yeah. oh, cute ego. You need to cute go ego. above it. Yeah. You need to you yeah. know, see from further away. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we just blew. Yeah. And your perspective changes yeah, it does. when you went above the ground. Yeah, especially right? when we went upside down. <laughs> but imagine yeah. we went 80,000 feet. Imagine wow. we went to the... Yeah. You know, edge of the earth, yeah. and we could see the curvature of the earth. Wow! Would that change perspective? Absolutely. And that's the thing: with in our own minds, we expand our mind by going further out. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got this challenge at the moment that I'm doing with a lot of my clients called Mind Over Matter mm-hmm. Challenge, and um, through that, I give processes right in every week that will get them to actually, quite literally, expand their mind. Mm-hmm. Right past where they think their mind is mm. you know it changes your reality when your view changes Absolutely. yeah yeah it does well one of my favorite definitions of a miracle is a change in perception mm. so you look nice. at something differently so i know i know amir has dropped a lot that you're feeling that you're resonating i know a lot of your minds are going oh, i shouldn't think how but i don't think how. the good thing is you teach this stuff and people can learn from you so tell people where they can find you and, and about the programs that you have that can help. Well, I think if someone resonates with this at some, some level, um, I, I, one of my introduction program is a mind of a matter challenge, which mm. we just briefly touched about. Um, so that's found on my website at uh, amirzogi.com. Um, I'll link that up in the show notes. Cool. Yeah. yeah, most people don't know how to spell that. Amir, what? <laughs> So yeah, if you go to my website, you'll you'll see on the homepage the, the Mind of the Matter Challenge, and it's it's an opportunity for you to actually do this four week challenge, and and where I give you these processes, they're guided processes, mm. right? That you'll do every week, and you'll notice things shift. Mm-hmm. You'll notice that your perception shifts. You feel more expanded, and um and, and it's a it's a good way for us to get to meet. I want to do that. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah. I'm, I'm happy to. Yeah. 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 Get you on there. Um, and then I have I, I do retreats and I have like a twelve month coaching program. None of what I do is a quick fixing. No, you know the mind of a matter. That's why we connect. Okay? <laughs> That's why we connect. Yeah, we're not in the quick fix. Yeah. Well, if you're Seven looking keys. for a quick fix, I'm not the right guy. Yeah. Or you're not the yeah, right girl. No. You know, for it, you're, you're looking for someone who wants to change. You know, like it's it's a it's a change of the way of being. Yes. Like, you know. Like if someone wants to change their diet, for example, they look for a quick fix. Quick fix. They look to do a diet to lose weight. Yeah. Right. Then you lose weight, but then they put the weight back on because they have the same mindset, or they go back to eating the same way they they ate. Right. But change can only happen if you change your lifestyle, mm-hmm. change the way you eat mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. You know. So, that's so true. And and that's the stuff. This this stuff is. It's self-actualization. It's yes. not about just, you know, you know, fixing, improving, or changing things that make you unhappy. It's about finding happiness and just watching and observing and being part and participating in things mm-hmm. fixing, improving, and changing, mm-hmm. but without you without the attachment. Without, yeah, without the attachment, without the resistance. Mm-hmm. Resistance. Yeah. I love it. Thank you, Amir. Thanks. Everybody Thanks go check them out. I'll put the I'll put it up in the show notes, but just if you're too lazy to go to the show notes, it's A-M-I-R-Z-O-G-H-I. I got that right, right? Yeah, okay. very good. Good. <laughs> good. I'm impressed. <laughs> dot com. Dot com. Yes. Not dot com AU, just dot com. Yeah, I got the dot All com. All right, got the dot com. Awesome. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Until next time. 
Hey everybody, before I sign off, if you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Well, introducing True Price from True Car. Now you know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Well, because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience.